This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. So yesterday was my son's parent-teacher conference, and I was really excited because I feel like you drop your kid off for this long day at school and you kind of don't know what happens on the other side of that. And I know my kid is very different at school than he is at home because that's how I was. And we just from what I've heard so far from his teachers and everything, like he's a delight at school, not always such a delight at home. I don't know how that works. And the same was always true for me as a child, like delightful at school, could do no wrong, complete 100% teacher's pet and kind of a terror at the house. So I know where my son gets this. So anyways, we're at his parent-teacher conference yesterday, and his teacher says to us, you know, Vinny is trying really hard to engage with the other kids, and he's doing a really great job, and he's becoming a better self-advocate, and his social skills are appropriate. And then she's like, but you know, sometimes he really wants to play with the little girls, and he doesn't know quite how to insert himself into their play. And so he just like throws himself in in these awkward ways, and they don't know how to receive it. And this is all three-year-olds. So You can imagine, like, I think that the little girls are like playing princess or something, and Vinny doesn't know how to insert himself into that. And so he does weird things that just are disruptive and probably annoying to them, as most little boys do, right? The little boys annoy the little girls. And so, so she's saying, she said, I'm trying to cue him a little bit more to like how to socially engage more appropriately. But she's like, you know, it's all age appropriate, no worries, whatever. And I'm totally laughing because in my head, I'm thinking, like, obviously, he just doesn't know how to be a better stalker yet. So, That's my little segue into our show about stalking. I'm an amazing stalker. And that is like, I wear that with pride. There's no shame in my stalking game. I will never deny that 
I can find things out and learn things and dig up dirt and all those kinds of things. Now, all that said, I really try to not do it in a creepy way because first of all, I don't have the time. But second of all, I don't want to be a creeper. There's a difference between a stalker and a creeper. So stalking can be used in a positive way. Creepers are generally creepy and I don't want to be associated with the creepy side of stalking. But I have over the years definitely learned how to use stalking to my advantage. And so that's what I want to talk about today because I think that everyone should do a little bit more stalking. I think that we could all be learn how to be a better stalker, how to be a better fangirl. Because here's the thing. When you learn how to be a better stalker and a better fangirl, you actually learn how to connect with the people that you really want to connect with and people that you want to invite into your inner circle. So it's not just so much like being a fangirl or being a stalker for the sake of being a freak show and being a weirdo and like intruding in someone's life. It's actually, for me, comes from a desire to build relationships with certain people. And so that makes it seem a lot less creepy, right? I mean, I'm not saying that there haven't been some weird things that I've looked up in the past because there definitely have. Like, there's some things where you're like, hmm, I don't know that I want this person to know that I looked up all these things about them. But for the most part, or not for the most part, at this point in my life, the way that I use stalking is 100% ethical and appropriate. And I use it a lot for professional things. You know, I have reached out and contacted many people at this point based on my stalking skills and just reached out to say like, I love what you're doing with XYZ. Can we please connect? Can we talk about that? Can we meet for coffee? Can we grab a drink? Can we whatever? Because I want to get to know people. Because here's the thing, at this point in the game, I want to be able to choose who's in my inner circle. And there's a point in your life, I think, as you build up through young adulthood, where your inner circle oftentimes is circle, it's groups of people that you have just kind of been thrown in with. And so, you know, in high school, it's like whoever you went to school with, that's who you pick from those people who you want your inner circle to be. And then you have your first job out of high school or out of college. And then you have a new social circle and you start to pick your social circle from that environment. So over the course of your life, you're placed in all these different environments and you pick your inner circle within each of those environments. But you get to a certain age and sometimes you recognize like my inner circle maybe isn't as powerful as I want it to be in my life. Maybe your inner circle has become a little bit stuck or a little bit stale. Maybe you want to take some leaps in your life and your inner circle is holding you back. And so this is where stalking becomes key. Because the thing is, the truth behind all of this is that you are an average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And countless entrepreneurs talk about this, talk about the research behind this and how this all works. And so, you know, you also probably make an average, you probably make the same income as the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You know, it's usually not like, all the millionaires hanging out with one person who is living at the poverty line. This is just the way that the society works is that if you are very successful, you hang out with very successful people. And the opposite can be true. If you're feeling really stuck in a career and you want to take it to the next level of success, you often have to change your inner circle to do that. A lot of times there's can be some boundaries and some walls up between those two places, you know, the level of success where you are right now and the level of success where you want to be. And in order to cross over that threshold, oftentimes you have to take a flying leap. So go ahead and reference our episode on taking a flying leap to learn more about that. So when you take that flying leap, you can penetrate that barrier and you can actually start to change and shift your inner circle. And that's where stalking becomes key. So this is what I started learning 
when I wanted to become part of really successful groups for fitness people. And I wanted to be part, I was like really leveling up my game. I wanted to become in 2010, I wanted to join a mastermind group and everyone in the group was super, super successful. I wanted to learn how to build an online fitness business at that time. So I joined this group. I did not have an online fitness business yet. I didn't know who I wanted to sell anything to. I I didn't even have a website. I had like nothing. And I showed up to this first mastermind meeting and like scared out of my mind because we had to go around the room. There was like 25 people or so. And we had to go around the room and every single person had to say what they were currently working on. And all around me were people standing up talking about all the success that they were having, all the money they were making online. And they were just so far ahead of me. And I was so intimidated and overwhelmed. And when I got up to talk to say what I was doing, I was like quivering knees, trembling voice, like I'm either going to throw up or start crying at any given second because I was so uncomfortable and felt so out of my comfort zone. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under-sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. But that's where you have to start. That's where it begins. And so I became a stalker of all the people in that group. I started looking at what are they doing and how can I build relationships with them and what can I learn about them in order to learn from them. And so that's what I did. I started learning about them. I started, luckily in this era of the internet, we are, it's easy to learn about people and it's easy to learn what people are doing. And it's easy to see that this is someone that I can connect with. This is someone that I respect. I respect the way that they do business. This is what I want to do. I want to do business like this person does business with this level of integrity. And I want to impact people the way that this person does that. I want to change lives the way this person does that. So what's really great is once you've done your research on a person that you want to connect with, you can lead with a giving hand and you can go to them and say, hey, I've been following what you're doing online and I love it. I see what you're doing on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And it really speaks to me in this capacity. I see what you wrote about on your blog and I love what you said about X, Y, or Z. I listened to your podcast episode about whatever, and it really touched me. And it was so similar to something that I'm experiencing right now. So you can lead with that compliment and it automatically opens the door to start a relationship. So that's where that stalking piece is actually really significant because you can go into a relationship with just enough information that you actually have something to connect with. You actually have some, you can find that common ground that can be really essential when you want to start building a relationship. And I've done this over and over and over again. And now it's funny, I do it so automatically that I was actually labeled after being in my mastermind group for like a year or so, the head coach was like, yeah, Sarah's our puffer upper. And I was like, what's the puffer upper? Then he was like, yeah, you know, like the cheerleader. And because I was so low on the totem pole when I joined that group and I was so uncomfortable being there that all I could do to add value was build up other people. So that's what I did for like a year. I just built relationships by telling other people things I admired about them. But what was great is in that time, I made relationships and friendships that I still have today. And so, and professional connections that I still have today and that I can count on and rely on for support anytime I need them because I went in and I was very open and vulnerable from the get-go to say like, I'm not where you are yet, but I love what you're doing in the marketplace. I love how you do it. I love this about your personality or about your work or about your business ethic or whatever. So coming from that place of being a cheerleader and a supporter gave me a place to begin to have a connection with someone. And that's what I continue to do to this day when I see someone that I want to have in my inner circle. Because here's the thing about your inner circle. You get to choose who's in your inner circle. It's not just who's been there forever. Don't let it be a default thing. Who you have in your inner circle, those five people that you spend the most time with, those are people that you choose. They don't just land there. Be selective about that. This is so important. You know, it's funny, kids do this and we don't think anything of it, but kids will like totally chase after, you know, just like my son is chasing after the little girls, the kids will chase after who they want to spend time with. 
And especially really young kids, they don't do it in a way there's like, there's not any social stratification yet. So it's just like, oh, I want to go play with their plane. I'm going to go over there. There's not a whole lot of thought of like, well, that child is much more successful in me in building Legos and riding bikes. So I'm not going to approach them. Like they don't have that thought process. They just think like this person is doing something I'm interested in. I'm going to go over there and connect. So let's do that. Let's go see someone that you see that you really enjoy what they're doing and then feel free to connect with them and be very open and comfortable with making that connection. Okay. I say being open and comfortable, like it's just really easy and it's not, but fake it. Okay. Because here's the thing. If you fake it enough, it does become very automatic. It becomes very comfortable and easy to automatically approach someone that you don't know and say something very kind and authentic to them where they're not going to see you as a creeper. They're going to see you as someone who's just being friendly and trying to make a connection. And that makes all the difference to be able to be friendly and warm and engaging versus being a creeper who's just standing there to say hi with nothing to actually say. So make sure you actually have something to say. And then don't like overkill the whole situation, which I've done this and I've had it happen to me. Like have a conversation, leave well enough alone and let there be some breathing space before your next contact. I know that I've been in situations where I haven't done that. And I've also been on the receiving end of that where someone just is like relentlessly pursuing you for something. And you're like, dude, like I thought you were really cool. But now you've like emailed me, texted me, called me 17 times in 24 hours. And that's too much. Like I am not interested in this relationship. And that could be, you know, in terms of a romantic relationship, a friendship, a business partnership, whatever the case may be that I see this happening mostly for me within business partnerships where someone is so overly eager that I'm like, I I don't even have like capacity on my plate to manage this. Like I can't have 14 points of contact in 24 hours with my family, let alone a stranger. So be a little bit strategic about how you impose yourself on someone else's time. So, okay. So why should you be a stalker? You can improve your inner circle. Don't be afraid. Like I said, you get to choose your inner circle. Those positions in your inner circle, that should be a privilege for anyone to be there. And anyone that is there should be there because you invited them there. Not like you need to literally make a formal invitation, but you should make a conscious choice. Anyone who sits in that circle with you, you should make a conscious choice that they are there because you want them there. I've started doing this over the last few years and it makes a big difference. You know, we all have really limited time. I have limited time to spend with my family and even more limited time to spend with friends. And so because that time is so limited, I'm not going to let one of those spaces be taken up by someone who depletes me of energy, who's a total Debbie Downer, who just focuses on negative things, who just gossips about other people, who doesn't bring value to a relationship or bring value to our connection. I'm not saying that they need to be someone who can move me up in the world as much as they just need to be someone that I can connect with and feel that like we can have a genuine relationship with. So be really aware of improving your inner circle in a way that works for you, whether it's that you want to have a better circle of girlfriends or that you're looking to improve your professional circle, you know, it can go in either of those directions. So don't be afraid to look at it in all capacities of your life. The other reason that you should be a stalker is to learn and grow from people that you admire. This was huge for me when I started making professional connections. And this is, it still continues to be huge for me. Just last weekend, I was at an event where I met three different people who I went into the event and I was really nervous. I went to this event knowing full well that I wanted to connect with some people who were very much in my mind out of my league. So one of them was Lewis Howes and I actually was able to connect with Lewis Howes. So if you're not familiar with Lewis, his podcast is called The School of Greatness and it is phenomenal. And Lewis just, he is a great podcaster. He is also now a New York Times bestselling author and he's someone I've learned so much from in the last year. So I knew he was going to be at this event And I was very strategic about how I could meet him. I knew when he was speaking. So of course I was there when he was speaking and sitting as close as I could to the stage. But before that, I was keeping my eye out for him all morning and I was able to 
stalk him while he was trying to find a bathroom. And I literally stopped him in the hall while he was trying to find a bathroom five minutes before he took the stage to speak. And I was like, hold on. I know you're looking for the bathroom, but can we take a selfie really quick? And then I told him like, I love your podcast. I'm a total fan. I've been listening to you for a long time now. And you speak to me on so many different levels. Then as he was speaking at the end of his talk, he asked for questions from the audience. I got up and I asked a question. And then after that, he was signing books in the back and I went and I had him sign my book and we got another picture together because I told him the first one was fuzzy, which was kind of a white lie. I just really wanted to have two pictures with him. And so I was able to make this connection with him. Like who knows where that will take me, but he told me about an event he has coming up. So maybe I'll be able to attend that in the fall. And it was a really great way for me to make a connection with someone who I really tremendously admire and making that connection. Like I will definitely continue to follow him and maybe someday we'll have the opportunity to interact again. And maybe he'll remember that that time that I fangirled him in the hall while he was trying to go to the bathroom. I also at that event found two other people that I want to interview on our podcast. And I was, again, feeling like they're kind of out of my league. And one of them I already nailed into my schedule. So Jill Coleman from Jill Fit, I'm so excited. She's going to be, I'm going to be interviewing her in a couple of weeks. So that was like, I knew again, I knew that she was at the event and I was kind of keeping an eye out for her. I knew who some of her friends were there. So I was watching them as well. And then I went over and introduced myself. I reached out to her afterwards and she was like, oh yeah, sure. So we're going to be talking here on the podcast in a couple of weeks. And if you're not familiar with Jill Coleman, she is like my guru when it comes to um, having a healthier relationship with food. So if you're someone who struggles with your relationship with food, go follow Jill Coleman online. It's J-I-L-L-C-O-L-E-M-A-N. She's just amazing. So, and then we'll have her up on the podcast in a couple of weeks here. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. 
So, and then there was actually ended up being two other people that I was able to reach out to make a connection with, and hopefully they'll be on the podcast soon as well. One of them I already have scheduled, but I'm keeping it a secret for now. And then the second one I'm still looking to schedule. So I made all these connections because I was kind of fangirling the whole time. I was like getting out there doing my stalker thing and having like no shame in my game, not super comfortable, but I was able to find people that I can learn from and people that I can grow in knowing them and in following them. And then I was able to approach them with a connection and go up and say like, this is why I really admire you. And this is how you've added value to my life. And I did that with both with all four of the people that I am referring to, but I specifically did that very much so with Lewis and with Jill. I told Jill exactly what I've taken from her, all of her amazing stuff about food and all of her philosophies and how much I've used that to motivate my clients and how much I, you know, I'm constantly telling my clients at my local gym, go follow Jill online because she has such great philosophies about this stuff. So I'm using that relationship. I'm leveraging that relationship. I'm stalking her, but I'm also sending a lot of other people. I'm like telling everyone else, like, go stalk Jill, go stalk Jill because she provides tremendous value in the marketplace. And I want other people to be able to experience that. I am learning and growing from following her and stalking her. And as a benefit of that, now I was able to connect with her and she's going to be on the podcast. So you don't know what's going to happen with these relationships, but I always go into it assuming that if I can be authentic and make a connection, that something great can happen. Okay. So the last reason why you should be a stalker is that you do get to make these authentic connections. So making these authentic connections, you just don't know where they're going to take you. A couple of years ago, I was asked to speak in an event in front of, I think it was like three or 400 people. And I didn't know the person who was running the event at the time. I right away said, yes, the event sounded really cool. I didn't know the woman who was running it. I don't even think I was told her name initially. Someone just said, would you want to speak at this event called Urban Campfire? And I was like, yeah, sure. And they told me a little bit about the event. I didn't quite understand it, but I was like, I mean, a stage of with three or 400 people like that is totally right up my alley. So I don't even need to know anything more than that. Like just sign me up. And then as it turned out, it was an event of Melody Berenger, who is very well known here in the Seattle area. She does a lot of work with women in business. And as a result of speaking for her after that event and learning more about her, I started following her more closely and learning more about her. And I was able to build a relationship. I actually joined a little mastermind group that she was doing, learned a ton from her during that experience. And then we were able to build a relationship and a friendship. So now we've actually been able to do multiple things in business together. I've hosted events for her business at my facility. And then in return, I've also also gone into her other events and I've spoken for her and I've helped her in other different ways when she she runs all sorts of events all over the place. So I've gotten to be a part of a number of things that she's done because I took the time to make a connection and I, I took the time to make that relationship something that was genuine and somewhat of a priority to me because I knew that Melody was someone I could really learn and grow from that relationship. So I took the time to like do my homework. I did my research. I went in with a giving hand. I totally puffed her up. I let her know that I loved her event. I really poured everything I could into that talk. And she really saw that when I spoke on her stage. So it made it very easy for us to have a connection after that. So don't be afraid to be a stalker. It's okay to connect with people who you feel are completely out of your league. I have people approach me at the grocery store where they're like, are you Sarah Dean? And I'm like, yes, I am. And it's fun. Like, I love it. I think it's awesome. And I would much rather that you do approach me than that you don't. I'll get emails sometimes where people will be like, so I saw you at the store the other day, but I didn't want to say anything. And then I'm always thinking like, what was in my grocery cart? Was I buying like a bunch of really crappy food and someone saw me? I feel like it always happens like in the summer, right before we're going to go camping, where my grocery cart is like s'mores, beer, and Doritos. 
I'm like, that's when I'm going to run into someone for sure. So if you ever see me out and about, make sure you introduce yourself because I love, it's a huge compliment to have someone come up and say, I know who you are and here is what I think of your work. So don't be afraid to do that because that's the first step in being able to learn from that person and grow from that relationship. You never know where it's going to take you. So totally engage your inner fangirl. I am all about it. Don't be afraid to be a stalker. And I want to know who are you going to be stalking now? So I want to know if you have any fun stalker stories, please reach out and tell us if you have any fun fangirl stories. I want to know like who's the coolest person you ever fangirl. That would be my favorite conversation topic, I think that could come out of this. So go ahead and feel free to send us a message. If you head over to shamelessmom.com, you can contact me there, or you can always head over to iTunes and leave a review. I love getting feedback on the podcast. I'm trying to get that 100 reviews still, and we're getting really close. So if you could leave a review over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review, I would be so appreciative. So thanks so much for joining us today. I can't wait to talk to you again very soon. And until next time, get out there. Be a little bit shameless today and totally get your fangirl on. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.